Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. All right, good morning. Uh, glad you guys are here. It's weird when 23 degrees outside feels warm. It's a weird, it's a foreign concept to me. Uh, but I woke up this morning uh, to get the trailer, and I walked outside. I didn't have a jacket on yet. I was like, oh, it's not that bad outside. I might not even need gloves. Uh, but And I looked at the temperature, and it was 23, which is crazy. So uh, we are beginning a new series. Uh, so typically, oh, wow, I always forget we turn the lights on. Typically, uh, we... <laughs> It's weird. I always forget. It's, it surprises me, too, every time. Um, uh, typically, the way that we teach through our, in our services, we, we, we usually teach through a book of the Bible, uh, but there are times where we'll take a topic uh, and work through it or a spiritual practice that we'll work through as well. And so if you were with us in January, we kind of focused on mental health uh, with a series called Abide. Uh, and then now for the, the foreseeable future, uh, we are going to be in the book of Acts. Um, and uh, th- I think these journals are a cool resource. Uh, I So typically they're black and they just have Acts on the front of them. Uh, the only, I was telling people earlier, the only option was to buy this. Uh, and so, but for the artists in the room, you get grid paper, which that should make you very happy. And so I expect for those that like to doodle while I like to talk to show me some sweet pictures uh, of what's going on. For those of you that need lines, I'll give you a ruler and I apologize. So, uh, because, you know, th- you know, one journal doesn't fit all, for, uh, fit all. But, or if you're like, I really need one, I'll buy you, a, I'll buy you the X, the black one that has the lines with it. But anyway, uh, we will, w- uh, w- also with our book series as well, on our Instagram stories, We'll post uh, a re- like a reading, uh, like a reading schedule or a plan. Uh, and so for the book of Acts, because we're going to be in it for a long time, and I don't want you just to read Acts like twelve times, although that might be really good for you spiritually um, in the next you know four months. Um, I thought what we would do is so a- the cool part about Acts is it's the story of the early church, and um, inside of Acts. Uh, the epi- like different different other other books of the Bible are being written at th- uh, in, in inside the stories or inside the different times where they go on these missionary journeys and so what we'll do is we're going to do kind of a chronological reading through Acts where you'll read a few uh, probably this week it'll be all in Acts and the first f- few will be but then once they start doing these missionary journeys and such uh, we'll shift to you'll read different uh, different epistles or letters from Paul uh, and from other people in the church as well and so we'll do that uh, throughout the book of Acts and that will also be on our Instagram stories, uh, so it'll probably pop up first either Monday or Tuesday of this week, just so you know. And we we are very uh, we try to read probably five days a week typically, and so because sometimes w- uh, we usually skip days anyway or miss days accidentally, and so not to be legalistic, but to give you a, an achievable, attainable goal, try to do five days a week. Uh, give yourself some grace if you skip one or if you miss one as well. So. Um, but so we're ta- we're sta- we're starting in the book of Acts, and honestly, the the reason why um, the reason why we're going into the book of Acts uh, is because I hope that, and I, I've talked about this a little bit in the fall, but I hope as Mission City continues to grow as a church, we've been around for. Uh, 
a year and a half almost. Uh, but as we continue to grow as a church, my hope is that we would catch the vision and the purpose of the global church and that we would be used by God to uh, make him known in, in, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our cities, and in, the, in this world. And so Acts is the story of the gospel advancing around the world, first in Jerusalem, then Judea, Samaria, and then unto the ends of the earth. That's kind of the, 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 that's the main famous verse we're going to be talking about today. It's also what the, kind of like the, the outline of what actually happens in the story of Acts as well. And then we as 21st century followers of Jesus, we pick up this story and we carry the gospel, the good news of Jesus uh, where we go. And, uh, and so I hope, my hope after spending months of, of, of seeing what the early church was functioning and what they emphasized and what they cared about, that we would, we would, we would gather those things and we would be, we would, we would be like uh, our name has mission in it, we'd be a missional church. We would live missionally as followers of Jesus to reach our cities and neighbors. And so um, like we're going to be talking about the loss, like, are are is there lo- are there lost people around you that God has placed in your life for you to reach with the good news of Jesus? And they might say no, and then you know what? But you were faithful, and you you move on to the next person, not because you don't care about them, because maybe their heart's not ready for that yet. Uh, hopefully, maybe through the series that you get a heart for global missions, that you get a heart for like we're uh, there's a few of us that are going to uh, explore some uh, an opportunity to partner with someone in the Amazon in Brazil at the end of this in, at the end of March. And um, and the, the hope, is, like, why would we do that? Well, because we care about the good news of Jesus going, not just in Kansas City. We care about it going throughout the entire world. And so we want to partner with people that are doing that and, and even go, going there as well. So that's kind of, that, that, that's, that, that's the heart of it, is, is that we would, we would catch this vision of bearing witness to Jesus with our words and actions. And uh, it's an invitation for you too, as a follower of Jesus, to not just be a nominal Christian, but to be, not just to even be a cultural Christian, uh, but to be a follower of Jesus who actually believes that he is the Son of God, that he is the savior of the world that he died and rose again and that others need to find the life in him. So that's why we're doing that. So I hope I hope it blesses you. I hope it challenges you and I hope it challenges us as a community as well. So it opens up like this. Uh, Ephesians, or Ephesians, wow, that's, that's just a big curveball. That was the intro to Acts and now we're going to jump into Ephesians. That's how my brain works, everyone. You, I, I don't have a clue. I always wonder how I speak publicly for a living. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Acts 1-1, it starts like this. It says, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit, the apostles whom he had chosen. So um, if you didn't know this, um, Acts is kind of the second volume of the Gospel of Luke. Uh, so Luke is uh, Luke wrote his gospel, and then he also wrote uh, the Gospel of Luke, and he wrote the Acts of the Apostles. It's a double work. It used to be included all together in one, and then as histories uh, continue to go, they've kind of separated them as well. A uh, little bit more about Luke, just for the the the, the people that care about stuff like this. Uh, Luke actually wrote the most of the New Testament. He his words are twenty eight percent of the New Testament. That's four percent higher than Paul. What up? Luke is the dominant voice in the New Testament. Yeah, and and Luke sticks his hand out and celebrates. <laughs> he was named after Luke. It's awesome. I thought you were named after Luke Skywalker. <laughs> 
anyway, and then uh, and then for those of you that are like, okay, I'm not really a Luke guy, although we're, you shouldn't emphasize one more than the other, by the way, but we like to. Uh, but if you're a big fan of John, I know there's a, all of you guys love those love passages in John. Uh, John's about 20% uh, as well. So just to uh, give you a little hierarchy. So Luke is an evangelist and a historian. He's also known as the doctor. Kind of he gives some interesting perspectives uh, from his point of view. He's writing to this guy named Theophilus, who is also mentioned in the Gospel of Luke as his benefactor. So a lot of times these rich people would uh, pay sums of money. Uh, and a lot of people think that it, Theophilus was uh, a guy in Rome who basically paid Luke a lot of money, who was hearing about Jesus, hearing about the good news of Jesus, and wanted to know how accurate it was. And so he pays Luke to uh, basically to, 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 to write a gospel for him and to write uh, the, the, the story of the early church as well. Uh, Luke writes very elo- eloquent Greek. Uh, if you can read Greek, it's very well put together, not like Mark. Mark is very simple uh, as well. And uh, one more theme of kind of the collection would be the salvation story of the Savior and the story of those being saved. Um, also, a really cool thing about Luke and Acts is he was the travel companion of Paul. And so there's actually a time uh, in the second missionary journey in Acts where his voice changes in his writing. Now, if this is boring you, I promise we'll jump back in a second. But his voice changes uh, in, 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 in the writing. He starts, he, he starts using us and we uh, because he was with Paul uh, until Paul's shipwreck as well. It was probably written sometime between 70 and 90 AD, depending on, I mean, people can argue a little bit earlier, but most people would say between 70 and 90. Uh, so very close to the life of Jesus as well. I'll throw up an outline on the screen as well, just for you to see it, if you want to take a picture of this or write this down. But this is just a kind of a quick outline. So we're talking about the prologue uh, today, and then you get the story of, you'll see the progression that you'll see in Acts 1-8. Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and then uh, unto the ends of the earth. Uh, you, so he goes, story of Jerusalem for the first eight chapters, then it spreads to um, Judea and Samaria, Ethiopia, Syria, eight and nine, and then you get the persecution of the church. That's the Antiochian church that splits and then goes out. Uh, and then you see uh, 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 then you see Paul's Asian and Aegean mission, and then Paul's arrest in Jerusalem and imprisonment, and then finally Paul uh, testifies in, in, in Rome in front of Caesar as well. So it's a very, it's a very, um, it's almost like that Acts 1-8 is a call to the church, but it's also like uh, the thesis of the book of Acts as well. All right, so enough about that. Uh, verse 3 says this. He says, He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And so today what we're talking about is really Jesus' last moments with his disciples, or the last few days with his disciples. And so after he suffered, Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples and others. Over 500 people, the Bible mentions, saw him. They knew that he died and that he rose again. 500 eyewitness accounts that the resurrection really happened in, uh, w- with, with Jesus as well. 
And what, what's about to happen is, is that the focus for the first four books of the Bible are, are, are all telling or retelling the same story of what Jesus was doing in the world. And what, what Acts is, the Acts of the Apostle is the continuation of Jesus' work through the present and presence and power of the Holy Spirit uh, through the Apostles. So God is going to continue this movement that he has started in Jesus, the Messiah, and he's going to continue it by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, in the church, in his people as well. And what, what did Jesus spend time talking to the disciples about for 40 days? It says it in verse 3. What does it say? What, 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 what did he spend his time teaching them? Taught them about the kingdom of God. And, uh, and he spoke to them of the kingdom of God, which, you know, there's parables and other teachings in the Gospels about them, but you can almost see that Jesus was re-solidifying these teachings of the kingdom of God. Now, uh, Exodus 15, 18 talks about the kingdom of God. God is acknowledged as king. Psalm 103, 19, he, is universal, he has this universal kingship over all Israel, but and so it used to be about just this, this state of Israel, like God's kingdom is, is Israel being a state, a country existing uh, like near Jerusalem in the, in the Middle East. Like that's, that's what it was focused on. But then what happened? They disobeyed. They went into exile. This state, this kingdom of Israel, this kingdom of God that was run by God, this universal king, no longer existed because of their disobedience. They were taken over by the Assyrians and by the Babylonians. And so what happens is in, in the book of Daniel, which if you, you know, if you want to like find some weird stuff and also some really cool stuff, the book of Daniel is for you, by the way. Uh, it's, it's amazing, but in the book of Daniel, uh, 244, 7, 13, and 14, we get this new idea, or this idea of the kingdom switches uh, from this state to, to, to be this, this destined to be revealed on earth in its fullness at a later time. And, uh, and then what, what happens is we, we don't hear much about it. I mean, we get like pictures of it in the prophets. But then what, what are Jesus' first words when he shows up on the scene in Mark 1? He says, uh, repent for the kingdom of, of God is at hand. And that Jesus spends his time teaching about, uh, about his way and, and the way of his kingdom that is going to be different than, than the world around us, than the, the worldly kingdoms around us. And that his followers would be members of his kingdom and his followers would live by his way in his kingdom and his followers would extend his kingdom uh, in, in the world around them. And, and, and ultimately, that, that Jesus would establish his kingdom over all of the earth. And we realize that this kingdom is released in power by his death and resurrection uh, from, from Mark 9.1. I don't have these on the screen. I can give them to you if you want to do like a, a word study later or look, look these, these scriptures up as well. So the church or the followers of Jesus are a part of God's kingdom. And we can experience it and spread it by living, by Jesus' principles, by sharing the good news. And by doing the things that Jesus did as, as, as his followers as well. Verse 4, it says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. 
And so we see uh, he's, he's giving them instruction. He says, hey, don't go anywhere yet. There's, there's going to be a time where uh, that you're going to be ba- – uh, did I read five? I didn't read five yet. Let me, see. Let me read five, sorry. For John baptized with water, but you will, baptize with the Holy, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so, so again, so he, Jesus spends 40 days with them. He's teaching them about, about the kingdom of God. He's saying, hey, don't go back home to Galilee. Don't go back to where you're from or don't move on from this. Stay in the city city right here with me and stay here because in a few days something crazy is going to happen which we'll talk about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit much more in detail next week but just to give you a reference to it there's the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and as believers if you are a follower of Jesus you've trusted uh, in Jesus for your salvation the Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside of you and we also use this word that the Holy Spirit seals you like he he's 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 in there to stay and nothing else can get in if you will. Uh, the spirit is the one that uh, does some brings us back to life. We talked about if if you are in Christ that you are a new creation. The Holy Spirit is the one that regenerates or makes us new when we follow and repent and believe that Jesus is the, the Lord and and Savior. And he dwells and he leads us and guides us in all truth. And they're about to get a taste of that uh, in Acts chapter 2 when and it's a crazy thing. And tongues of heads of fire. It's, it's, it's just crazy, right? Weird, weird imagery, but it's really awesome. That's what we're talking about. But, but he says, hey, I want you to stay here and wait. And we're getting, we're getting to the end time with Jesus. And if, you, if you're just kind of like, if, you, if you, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm about to leave, like, what do, you, what, what do you think the disciples are wondering? They're like, hey, but Jesus, when are you going to come back? Like, don't get, like, you've spent three years following this man. He's teaching you, and they're curious about when he will come back. Verse 6 says this. He says, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will it, you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. And so they said, hey, when, like, will you, like, hey, is this, is this the time? Is this the time where you're going to gonna fix it? And, and I would say this, it's, it, in some ways, like, you get that the apostles or disciples are kind of missing the point. Like, they're still stuck in thinking that the kingdom that Jesus was going to establish was going to be reestablishing this state of Israel that existed with King David and King Solomon. And they were hoping that Jesus was going to come in and kick Rome's butt, and they would have all of this, they would, have, they, they would be reigning in their, their, their homeland, if you will. And Jesus is, Jesus is not, con- not necessarily concerned completely with that. His kingdom is different than just you know, this plot of land, if you will. He's, he's establishing a kingdom that will never end, that looks different in this world. And uh, just to go circle back to the kingdom of God, um, so as believers, we, you know, the reason why I, I think the, the, there's this language that we use uh, in, theo- like in, a, in an academic theology sense, it's already but not yet. So the kingdom of God is already here but not yet fully because clearly we see evil and destruction and all this other stuff in the world. But as believers, as believers, we can actually, like we can actually extend the kingdom of God and the, and the kingdom of heaven can expand in our own lives, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our cities. It's like a, it's like heaven, it's a heaven meets earth type of thing. 
And uh, the reason why I would say this, that it's possible, is because if you look at the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, what is Jesus, how does Jesus teach us to pray? He says what? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the kingdom of God comes when God's will is expressed and extended in this world around you. And so you are a, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are a kingdom builder when you're doing the will of God in your life. And that we're called to be kingdom builders. And when people come to faith, they've come into a new kingdom, a new way of life, a new rule of life under Jesus' headship and as, as Lord as well. Now, uh, to make this kind of fun, anyone remember the game Ages of Empire as a kid? Uh, anyone still play Ages of Empire? And can you still play it? I don't know. I, I, I used to play <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, this is what I remember about the game. I see. This is the first slide. This is what I. This is what I remember about the game. This is how I think about the kingdom of God expanding the world. You guys remember this? This is it. Still start out like this, or is it different? Is it still black around like your 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 land? Okay, yeah. So this is what I think about with the kingdom of God. And if you don't play this, you're also. I lied to my wife about how nerdy I was when I before I married her. This is just a. This is just. This is just a real life. Like, I'm like a legitimate nerdy dude. And then, like, we got married, and I started doing all these things. She's like, what? I never, you never did that while we were dating. I was like, well, this is me. <laughs> this is me. Anyway, I, I know it's hard to see this, but essentially, that's a green patch of land, right? And there's black around it. Now, for the other nerdy people in the room with me, if I would move my character or I would click to discover someplace in the dark, what would happen? It would light up, yeah, right? It would light up, yeah. So uh, go to the next, uh, the, uh, this, is, this is an example, yeah. So you see there's less black and there's more, more space going. So this is, this is what I imagine is, is, is how the kingdom of God exists in, like just from an imagery standpoint. Like we start off with that small patch of land. You have been saved by God. Now you're walking in his light and you're seeing his light. It's green, but we live in a world that still is in darkness, and as, as, as we serve the poor, like what we do with Refuge KC, that is a kingdom act to take care of people who are the aliens in your land in some ways. We serve refugees uh, that are in Kansas City that eventually will we'll, we'll, we'll move on and stuff like that and become a part of our society. But that's a part of it. When you share the good news of Jesus, you are, you are shining light into the darkness and you're, you're, you're growing that. When you're a part of a church, God willing, it is, it is a, a place of light, not a place of darkness. And then what happens is if you get a group of people that are bought in to the vision of God, to the kingdom of God, and they really actually start trying to live by the principles that Jesus taught, which are like, like if you want to know what the kingdom is about, go read Matthew 5 through 7 and try to live that way and see if a community lived like that, see how it would be different and countercultural to the world around you, but see, like it, it would be someone that is aligning themselves with Jesus. But what ends up happening, go to the, the third one where the city is. What ends up happening is, and this is just like a small like kind of structure. Look, there's a well. You can get water. That's nice, isn't it? But what happens is, is that when pockets of believers come together, that on the map of the world, if you will, that there is a city of light, uh, or what, is, what does he say in the Sermon on the Mount? A city on a hill that exists for the world, and that's what the church is supposed to do. And we do that, we do that by, again, by sharing the gospel, by being with Jesus, by doing and serving his will in the world around us. And the disciples 
it, with Jesus right before he leaves, they're like, hey, but like, is this the time that you're going to take care of this and reestablish this state? And it's like, no, 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 my kingdom is different than that. It's for the world, and this kingdom needs to not just be in Israel, but it needs to go to the nations. And his, Jesus' light needs to shine into all of the world around us. And so that, like, if you're a follower of Jesus, like, you're a part of that. You're a part of that mission. You're a part of taking your little green patch of land that God has shined his light on, on you and you going into the dark places and sharing his light, his love, his grace to the world around you. And then they, they ask him, uh, they ask him the, this question. This is more of a sigh, but they ask him, you know, they said, hey, is this the time? And then Jesus gives them the answer like, hey, you're not going to know when the time or season that the Father is fixed by his own authority. And, like, that's, that's, that's me hearing Jesus say to everyone saying, hey, you're not going to know. You're not going to know when I'm coming back. You ever been in a, you've ever been in a, uh, a community that tells you they know when Jesus is going to come back? You ever been there before? Or, like, they know. Like, Jesus is coming back in my lifetime. They don't know, okay? They don't. And let me tell you why. Because every generation has thought that their generation was the one that Jesus is going to come back. And what does Jesus say? You won't know. So could he come back in our generation? Absolutely. Do I hope he comes back? Because do we need the full restoration, the full kingdom to be in, like enlightened or, or his light to shine in the world? Absolutely. Do we need like all, like we need him to redeem the whole world? Uh, but but and I'm hopeful. I pray for it. But do I think I know what's going to happen because something's happening over here? And I did this math and I found this random verse and that's what. And so I I know because I figured it out. I'm enlightened enough. No, Jesus says you won't know. So if someone tells you that, just say no, thank you. All right. So they're probably trying to sell you something anyway. Um, what a way to make some money. All right, so then we get to verse 8, which is kind of the, this is like this is like a verse if you're a missionary, you memorize this verse. This is a verse that a lot of people memorize. This is a verse that I used to memorize, that I, I used to memorize, I still know this verse. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So again, there's this promise that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. He's going to indwell you. He's going to empower you to do, and, and to, to, he's going to empower you to extend the kingdom of God in the world around you. And then says, and you will be my witnesses in where Jerusalem, which is where they are, in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so you see these concentric circles of the kingdom outpouring in Jerusalem and then in Judea and then Samaria and then it's going to go out into the world. And that's what Acts is about, the kingdom expanding in the world from city to, to, to state to country to nations. And, uh, and, and, and that's what we want to be about as well. So like for us, it could be Kansas City, then Kansas slash the Midwest to the U.S. to the ends of the earth. And I and I hope, I hope that you realize this, that this challenge that God said, hey, you're going to be my witnesses, the church picks up this banner because, like, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we today are his witnesses to the world to tell them that Jesus was dead and that he was alive, and he wants to make you alive as well. The church is this global experiment to bear witness to our king who is dead and now alive. So to bear witness to something is to tell of what you've seen and what you've heard. Like you get to tell people what you've seen and heard Jesus do in your life. And, you know, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if evangelism to you like makes you cringe. You guys, you guys know the word evangelism, which basically means to share the gospel. Uh, so when I hear that word, I feel guilty and shame. 
I don't know what you feel. Like I should evangelize more. That's what I feel. Like I didn't do, I didn't evangelize enough today. And I think sometimes, and, and when I think about evangelism, we think about, I, I think about the bridge diagram or I think about Romans Road. Do anyone know any of these? These are just ways to share the good news of Jesus, which they're, they're great. Like they work. They're, they're fantastic. But I think sometimes, um, I think sometimes like there's a way, if you're, if you're playing the long game with a neighbor, in other words, like you're, you're counting on being in this person's life for a long period of time, there's ways to share the gospel where it's not like, hey, I'm going to have a five-minute conversation with you, and if you don't say yes, then it's going to make our relationship awkward for the rest of my life uh, or the rest of the time I live next to you. And so we need, we need to reinvent or rediscover simple evangelism, which is this, is, is maybe you read a devotional and maybe God puts something on your heart and you're, you're really anxious and this verse calms you down and you're with a coworker and, you're co- and, you, and, and they're really anxious and you say, hey, you know what? I felt that way before and you know what? I, what for whatever reason, this verse comforted me and, I, and I, can I share it with you? And, you, you? and if they say yes, like that's a person of peace and we'll talk more about what that means a little bit later, but then that's, that's the beginning of a spiritual conversation with that person who later I believe that you'll be able to share the, the full gospel, the full good news of Jesus with, with, with them as well. But you're, we are his witnesses. You are Jesus' witnesses to the world. Paul takes this word ambassador. Uh, he says that. Uh, it, it almost is like the retelling of Genesis 1 that you're an image bearer. Like the, you represent Christ. You represent God to the world around us. And then Jesus goes, verse 9, he says, And when he said these things as they were looking on, he lifted up, and a cloud took him, which that would be crazy, out of their sight. It's like he just starts levitating up into the air, and then he's gone by a cloud. There he goes. Uh, and while they were gazing into heaven as, they, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes, and they said, they think, we think these are angels, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? And then this Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And so there's this promise as Jesus, uh, this is, as Jesus goes up uh, that there's a promise that he will return in the same way into the sky on, riding on a cloud as well. And he's gone. And at this point, you know, the disciples, the apostles are waiting and they're going to wait until the promise of the Holy Spirit comes. That's what we're going to talk about next week. I'm going to invite uh, Evan and uh, Tommy to come back up. But, but as, as we work through this book, as we work through this book, there's, there's just kind of what I hope that we grow in as, uh, as Mission City is I hope that we realize, one, that we believe that we are called to bear witness to Jesus to those around us. We're called to extend the kingdom. We're called to take your age of empire green patch and to build a city, a godly city centered on the kingdom of heaven as well, or the kingdom of God. Those are interchangeable words. Matthew only uses that because he is reaching more of a Jewish audience. Uh, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, those are synonyms. Just so you know in the gospel, not, that's a different aside. But two things, two pr- very practical things that I want you to think about. Uh, one, mo- one more than the other is who is someone as we're in this series, who is someone that God is putting on your heart, your mind, or that he has in the past that he wants you to share the good news of Jesus with? Like one name, 
If you have two, that's great. But I'm, the, the, I'm, I'm talking, this is low-hanging fruit, right? If you're a follower of Jesus, who is one person? And I, if you have these beautiful purple journals that have, I was, it looks like the Holy Spirit descending on the church right here. That's what this is. But write the name down in this book, if you will. But who's one person that, that God is putting on your heart? Even right now, if you're like, hey, I, I, don't, I don't think like that's too fast for me. Like I can't come up something in 30 seconds. That's okay. But if there's a name that comes to your mind right now as I'm talking, like write that person down. If you don't have a pen, because we didn't have pens today, which I apologize for, put it in your phone. Send yourself an email. And begin praying for that person and begin praying for opportunities for God to show you. And again, it might not be that you show them the bridge diagram day one. It might be that you show them how God was, was with you and, and in a time of tr- trouble. Or maybe it's about parenting, like that you just wanted to smack your kid, which we shouldn't do that. But, may, like, may, but, but like God like gave you peace in the middle, like when you were just so angry at them because they wouldn't stay in their room. When you told him it's bedtime. Anyone ever been angry like that? I have. This week. <laughs> but you know what? Like, God is a gracious father. And, you know, I, you're praying and asking God just for, to, to give you grace for your kid and, re, and just a sense of peace coming over you. Like, taking simple evangelism. So who's, who, is, who is someone that you... Uh, who is someone that you can share the good news with over this series and begin praying for them and then begin sharing the things about the kingdom with them, begin sharing Jesus with them, begin maybe even, maybe they want to read through a gospel with you or read through Acts with you, I don't know. Um, and so as we end today, we, we end with communion, but um, it's, a, it's a time for us to celebrate and to remember the reason why, like what we're bearing witness to. This, this cracker, wafer, what I don't even know what this is, but what it, th- this is, is, is a picture and representation of when we take this, it's to be reminded of Jesus' body that was broken for you. And that when we take this juice together, it's a reminder of his blood that was shed for us. And we're doing it in remembrance of the forgiveness of his body broken and his blood shed for all those for, for the entire world. And in the same spirit as someone that remembers this and is thankful for the, the sacrifice that God has made them, that he has called you. Because again, we are called to practice the way of Jesus. We are called to live like him. We are called to live our lives and to, to, to give ourselves for the world, broken and given for the world around us. Will you bear witness to this Jesus that you follow, who saved you, who has forgiven you, who's given you life, who's brought you back from, 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 from death? So let's take a moment, let's pray, let's ask God for names, let's ask God for sit in this moment, and Lord, thank you so much for your, your body broken and your blood shed for us. We remember that, God, we, we, we remember that, and God, I pray that we wouldn't just leave and take a cracker and a sip of juice and be satisfied, but God, that we would, we would, we would live consecrated, broken, as broken people, surrendered people to whatever your will is, extending your kingdom in the world around us. God, I pray for names for people in this room today, God, that they would, they would, you would give them a name of someone that is lost. 
And God, that you would shine your light on that person's heart. They would come back to life by the power of your Holy Spirit. We love you so much. Pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.